the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking back at the Capitol riot one year later. We didn't have the uh, people. We, we didn't act on the intelligence. And we just weren't prepared the way we should have been. Russian troops gathering near the border with Ukraine. Both Germany and the United States see Russia's actions toward Ukraine as an immediate and urgent challenge to peace and stability in Europe. The nation's oldest living World War II veteran has passed away. Yeah, well, what happened back then, I just tried, tried to forget about it. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Thursday, January 6th. I'm Mike Scott. Today marks the one-year anniversary of the attack on the U.S. Capitol. As Bill Alexander reports, Attorney General Merrick Garland says all those responsible will be held accountable. The Attorney General said the department is committed to holding all January 6th perpetrators at any level accountable under law. The investigation into the attack on the U.S. Capitol is the largest in the Justice Department's history. So far, more than 700 people have been arrested, and 350 others are still being sought by the FBI, including 250 of whom are accused of assaulting police. Garland detailed how police officers were beaten and shot with stun guns, one repeatedly until he had a heart attack. Another was screaming for help as attackers crushed him between two doors. Garland said the actions already taken thus far will not be the last. I'm Bill Alexander in Washington. The new chief of the U.S. Capitol Police said Wednesday he is making progress, resolving critical deficiencies in preparedness. We didn't have the uh, people. We, we didn't act on the intelligence. And we just weren't prepared the way we should have been. And that, that's going to change. That has changed. And, um, and the next time that we're tested... Um, uh, we will not be making those same mistakes. U.S. Capitol Police Chief Tom Manger testified before the Senate Rules Committee. Disapproval of President Biden's job performance hits an all-time high. Correspondent Bernie Bennett explains. President Biden's popularity in the early months of his term proved to be transitory. Now, surging inflation is among the reasons that more voters are expressing disapproval than at any point in his presidency. Nearly 54% of Americans expressed disapproval of the job Mr. Biden is doing in the Oval Office, a new high for his term in the real clear politics average of public opinion polls. Meanwhile, just 42% of Americans approve of the president's work. 60% of the survey's 1,895 respondents say they disapprove of Mr. Biden's handling of the economy, marking a six-point decline in approval from September. Bernie Bennett reporting. The U.S. and Germany are responding to Russia's military buildup near Ukraine's border. Secretary of State Antony Blinken. Both Germany and the United States see Russia's actions toward Ukraine as an immediate and urgent challenge to peace and stability in Europe. President Biden confirmed with Ukraine's leader over the buildup, promising the U.S. and its allies will hit Russia with economy-jarring sanctions if it moves on Ukraine's territory. Wisconsin Congressman Mike Gallagher told the Salem Radio Network those sanctions may be too little, too late. To the extent they've talked 
about sanctions, they talked about imposing them after the fact, i.e. sort of deterrence by punishment. If Putin further invades, then we will impose sanctions. Gallagher says sanctions don't work against Putin, and neither will trying to embarrass him on the international stage. The White House is staying mum about possible new COVID-19 stimulus spending. White House correspondent Greg Clugston reports. Amid media reports of new stimulus discussions in Congress, Press Secretary Jen Psaki said the White House is in constant, ongoing dialogue with lawmakers, but she had no specific comment on any potential new actions. Psaki pointed to an improving economy, telling reporters that the U.S. is in a very different place than a year ago or six months ago. Last March, President Biden signed a $1.9 trillion COVID rescue plan. Greg Clugston, Washington. Indian police have arrested three people in connection with an app that shared photos of more than 100 Muslim women saying they were on sale. Two of the accused have been arrested from the northern state of Uttarakhand, while one was detained in the southern city of Bangalore. The content they shared has been blocked, and police say they're investigating further to find out who was behind the app. This is the second time in six months that scores of Muslim women in India, many of them journalists, activists and politicians, have found their photos shared on an app saying they were up for auction. The purpose was to humiliate the women, many of whom have been vocal about the rising tide of hardline Hindu views under Prime Minister Narendra Modi's government. BBC correspondent Yogita LeMay reporting. North Korea says it has successfully launched a hypersonic missile as part of its efforts to modernize its strategic weapons system. North Korea says Wednesday's missile launch was a successful test of a hypersonic missile as part of its program to modernize its strategic weapons systems. It was the first known missile launch by North Korea in about two months. The official Korean Central News Agency said the Central Committee of the Ruling Workers' Party expressed great satisfaction at the results of the missile test. Hypersonic weapons fly at speeds in excess of Mach 5 or five times the speed of sound. U.S.-led diplomacy on North Korea's nuclear program has been stalled since 2019 over the North's objections to international sanctions. I'm Mike Gracia. Lawrence Brooks, the United States' oldest living World War II veteran, died Wednesday morning. In an AP interview at home in New Orleans last September, Brooks said he did not often speak about his war experiences. Yeah, well, what happened back then, I just try, try to forget about it. Yeah. I got through it all right. Uh, didn't didn't happen to me. And uh, uh, able to get back home safe. Daughter and caregiver Vanessa Brooks told the Military Times her father was in and out of the local veterans hospital several times in recent months, but was still alert, enjoying the holidays and watching his favorite NFL team, the New Orleans Saints. A fire in a Philadelphia duplex has killed over a dozen people, including children. Correspondent Jennifer King reports. Officials in Philadelphia were visibly shaken as they updated the media on what could be the single deadliest fire in the city in over a hundred years. Mayor Jim Kinney. Losing so many kids is just devastating. Deputy Fire Commissioner Craig Murphy says numbers could grow, but at least 13 people, including seven children, were killed. Eight people escaped and two others were taken to area hospitals. This is probably one of the worst 
fires I've ever been to. Murphy says the fire is under investigation. There were four smoke detectors in that building and none of them operated. 26 people were staying in the two public housing units in the divided row house with 18 people in the upstairs apartment. I'm Jennifer King. State fire officials say Pacific gas and electric power lines sparked during last summer's Dixie Fire in Northern California that swept through five counties and burned more than 1,300 homes and other buildings. Cal Fire says the blaze began last July after a tree hit electrical distribution lines in the Sierra Nevada. The fire burned nearly one million acres. PG&E already had said its equipment may have been involved and it's facing legal action for other fires. Correspondent Jeremy House reporting. In 2019, it pleaded guilty to 84 counts of involuntary manslaughter for a 2018 blaze that nearly destroyed the town of Paradise. Authorities in Portugal are wrestling with a conundrum, how to hold a general election scheduled amid a surge in COVID-19 cases. Correspondent Charles de la Desma reports. Around 400,000 people are currently in isolation in a country of just 10.3 million, and political leaders say they're trying to figure out how to organise the ballot for January 30. They're considering waiving isolation rules so that people can vote or reducing isolation periods, another option being making available more polling stations and voting booths to avoid crowds gathering and extend early voting possibilities. Meanwhile, the surge shows no sign of slowing, with new daily infections reaching almost 40,000, a new record. I'm Charles Duladesma. The U.S. prisons director is resigning after a crisis-filled tenure. Correspondent Mike Gracia reports. Michael Carvajal, the embattled director of the Federal Bureau of Prisons, is resigning. The 54-year-old Carvajal, a Trump administration holdover, had been under increasing pressure in the wake of Associated Press reporting that uncovered widespread problems, including serious misconduct involving correctional officers. AP reporting revealed more than 100 Bureau of Prisons workers have been arrested, convicted, or sentenced for crimes since the start of 2019. Carvajal's tenure also included the rampant spread of coronavirus inside federal prisons and a failed response to the pandemic. Tens of thousands of inmates in federal prisons were infected with the virus and 266 died. Mike Gracia, Washington. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at srnnews.com and townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.